This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. The Trump campaign filed five lawsuits yesterday with evidence of widespread voter fraud. The legacy media continued the disinformation campaign and pretend it's all a conspiracy theory. After censoring evidence of voter fraud, the ratings at Fox News have collapsed as viewers moved to Newsmax and One America News. And Trump was right and Fauci was wrong on how quickly we could develop a vaccine. With these stories and more from an American nationalist perspective, I'm Jim Dawes and this is Right Now. Thanks again for tuning in to Right Now. This conversation never ends. You can follow me on Facebook and Twitter at Right Now Jim Dawes or you can shoot me an email at rightnowjimdawes at gmail.com. Or you can call or text the vent line and leave your rants at 772-245-0750. So, <laughs> so we're going to get to all the news on the, uh, the uh, election battle and the vaccine and everything else has developed. But if you would permit me to just vent a little bit, because overnight uh, the ratings or the, listener, the listens to this show fell by over half. Just miraculously, right in the middle of, um, you know, this election battle where people are trying to get through dissenting voices, my listens fell by half. <clears throat> and this, uh, I'm experiencing a, a sort of deja vu. This has all happened to me before. I was, uh, you know, building an audience on uh, Facebook and YouTube before. And uh, once I res- uh, plateaued at a certain level or reached a certain level, uh, I came to their attention and both of those platforms squashed me overnight. I was demonetized on YouTube. Uh, I was delisted on YouTube and Facebook. In other, in other words, if you searched for me, the only way you would find me is to type in the specific name of the show right now with Jim Dawes. So you wouldn't find me, you know, for conservative podcasts or nationalist uh, um, podcasts. You would have to go specifically looking for me, and then you would find my page. And when that happened, my uh, my views and listens over there uh, went uh, from a, a pretty healthy number, about 4,000, down to almost overnight uh, just a very small trickle. I left uh, Facebook. I don't even go there anymore. My, uh, my podcasts are still posted to Facebook and to YouTube. But that's just because uh, it's automated. Uh, you know, I, I automatically post there uh, for the listeners that I have that uh, still go and look for me directly. But unless you've been a, a, a target of this big tech censorship and suppression campaign, you really can't even fully wrap your mind around how insidious and how devious these people are and how relentless they are to make sure that your voice is silenced. And, you know, we often bring up the parallels to 1984. Uh, This feels a lot like being Winston Smith when he realized, you know, he he was being lied to by uh, 
by the regime, the control regime in 1984, he was targeted and silenced uh, and tried to be re-educated. And I feel a lot like uh, that's what's been happening to me. So uh, I've, I've lost a lot of listeners. Uh, it's apparently much harder to find my show. If you uh, are a regular listener, I would greatly appreciate it if you would, uh, if you would share this show with your friends and followers and, uh, and try to, uh, to get the word out. So, uh, you know, I want to start the show by, by asking a question. Did you really think that they were going to allow voters to choose Donald Trump again? Did you think that the media was, uh, was going to allow for any negative information on Joe Biden to, to make it out? Did you believe that big tech was going to allow you to share your opinions? Did you believe that the pollsters would not cook up some fake polls, suppression polls designed to paint a, uh, paint a completely false picture of the electric electorate? It has now been one week since Election Day, and uh, the legacy media and big tech and the D.C. establishment and the globalists are all rushing to lock in this narrative that Joe Biden won, despite the fact that there is evidence of widespread and systemic voter fraud, and Joe Biden's uh, victory in this election hangs by a slim thread of about 80,000 votes. That is why this uh, this effort is so wall-to-wall and why even Fox News is uh, sacrificing a big chunk of their viewers in order to uh, cement this narrative. I, uh, I say a lot on this show that if uh, I find somebody that's saying something better than I am, that uh, I am more than happy to turn over this microphone and let them say it because this, uh, this show is not about personality. It's about the message. And last night, uh, Victor Davis Hanson was on with Tucker, which I still do watch on Fox, and I, I also uh, I also watch the Five. I'm trying more and more to make sure that I get those shows from uh, alternate uh, channels instead of tuning directly into Fox News. But uh, VDH uh, gave an overview uh, of what happened last Tuesday and in the week since, and I could not possibly say it better. Well, I think you outlined sort of a tragic last Orwellian convergence of big data, big tech, big pollster, big money, administrative state. And what they did, Tucker, is they rendered the most hallowed date in American traditions, the first Tuesday of November, into an abstraction. It's a construct. Even the word absentee ballot doesn't mean anything anymore. It ceased to exist. And what did they replace it with? This new concept of early voting and mail-in balloting. We've never heard those words before. And what they mean is 30, 40, 45 days before the election, you can keep voting casually. You go in, vote, maybe not any day. There's no one day you vote. Ballots can come in one, two, three, four days after the polls, maybe. And if the rules are too oppressive, you can sue and overturn the constitutional right of the legislators to set the voting laws. And what did we miss? It used to be the last two or three weeks were the heated time of the, of the campaign. That's when you showed the medal of the candidate. So what did it matter if Donald Trump had a really good second debate? What did it matter if we heard about Hunter Biden when millions of people had already voted? And what did they vote on? What were the, what were the perceptions? They were, as you said, they were massaged by polls. 
So they were being, their knowledge came, well, you know what, Wisconsin's 17 down and 12 down in the national polls, and Trump's favorability is 18 down, so it really wouldn't be wise to give money or to vote, it's over with. Exactly. And so we really abrogated, took away that responsibility of the citizen, and we outsourced it. And that wasn't enough because we took the personal element out of it. We used to go to the polls and somebody would say, Mrs. Smith, Mr. Jones, you didn't sign. Your date, got a date, remember that. Here's your address. And we just turned it over to this pseudo-scientific group of people that said, we have computers, we're exact. We can poll to the exact de decibel point. And we dumped all of these uh, votes into these anonymous centers where there was no human contact, no transparency, no audit. And we expect them not to have 15% of the vote under the old absentee system, but 70, 80, 85% of the vote. And we expect them to get, get a result that's going to be accurate, audited, adjudicated. It can't happen. And then to add insult to injury, on election night, we have these same pseudo-scientific experts say, you know what, 2%, 10%, this state is over with. And this state over here is not over with. And they have nothing to do with reality, but they, they form a narrative, a theme. So in the case of last Tuesday night, why would you, if you were a Trump supporter, why would you object to, to what you thought was going on in Michigan and Pennsylvania when you were told that Barry Goldwater's state, the bastion of conservatism, was lost 20 minutes after the polls closed? Or that Texas and Florida can't even be called because Trump has been wiped out in his home base? That shapes perceptions even after the polls close. So the only mystery is what's behind all this? And I think right. it's, it's a transition from a rugged individual who has to take a responsibility to know the issues, show up on election day unless he's working or she's sick, and then turning it into sort of an entitlement. You just lay back, and whenever you contact a government agent, they're gonna send you a registration form, and somebody's even gonna harvest that and knock on the door and fill it out, and the polls are gonna tell you who you should vote for because they're scientific, and they have the authority of Twitter or Facebook or social media that you use. And then to add final insult with all that, and then you're gonna to be told you're gonna to be a winner or a loser based on these uh, perceived polls on election night and the analytics. And so what we, to finish, Tucker, what we did was we took the, the prime element of citizenship, which is voting on election day that has to yes. be approved and, and have some authority and s sanctity, and we destroyed it. And without s voting, you don't have citizenship. Without citizenship, you don't have a republic. So that's what's at stake. And when people like Gavin Newsom and Hillary Clinton say that these, this COVID uh, virus and lockdown was an opportunity to transform things and a crisis never to go to waste, exactly. then we think maybe it wasn't accidental. Maybe it wasn't accidental. Maybe it wasn't just the way things had to be. And that's really scary. So Twitter and Facebook, if you're listening, you just had a, uh, an eminent um, professor, member of the Hudson Institute, basically give an overview of exactly what I've been saying on this show for uh, over a year running up to this election that would happen and it in fact did happen. So I, you know, uh, I, I hope that when you listen to this and what's happening, you, your impulse is not to give up or to, uh, to, uh, despair that it strengthens your determination to be a dissident voice and to continue to fight because, uh, that's exactly what the president is doing. And those, uh, those around him, the president is fighting this. Now, I don't know if he's going to win, but he is fighting it, and we've got a, a responsibility uh, to to do our part, our our law-abiding, constitutionally resp respecting part. 
And I'm going to continue to do that no matter how badly they try to censor me. I'm going to continue to try to find alternate ways to reach an audience so that uh, that I can continue to uh, bring the, the real news and uh, try to encourage people uh, not to give up the fight. So yesterday, um, Donald Trump's legal team fi- filed uh, lawsuits in, uh, in five separate states. The main one, and the one that, if successful, would de- de- deny Joe Biden this victory, was in Pennsylvania, where the Trump campaign is focusing uh, their their most um, high-powered lawyers. The suit they filed yesterday is uh, raising an equal protection um, argument, the same argument that prevailed in 2000 in Bush versus Gore, uh, is what they're making, and I'm going to play you a clip of uh, the president's lead counsel in Pennsylvania outlining uh, this argument and um, and uh, its likelihood of success. If you are a Republican in the city of Philadelphia, for example, you are not allowed meaningful access to the observation of the vote tabulation process. If you are a Democrat in a Republican-leaning county in the state of Pennsylvania, you were allowed that access to meaningfully view the ballots as they're being counted. There are, in Philadelphia and Allegheny counties, there were over 682,000 ballots that were tabulated outside the view of our observers who are entitled by law to review those ballots. And we believe that a meaningful review of those ballots could discern that there were ballots that were illegally counted. Our relief that we're seeking at this point is to enjoin the Secretary of State from hurrying to certify the results before they were completely tabulated or canvassed so that we can obtain that meaningful review and discern within those 682,000 ballots at least, and there may be more throughout the state, whether or not there is disparate treatment for Republican voters and Democrat voters in the states uh, and whether Democrat voters were disproportionately allowed to cure or fix their ballots in some locations in the state and not others. And for example, even at a minute level here today, we are very close. We are very close to the automatic recount statute in Pennsylvania. And this lawsuit itself could could change that or swing that small discrepancy. So this is the relief we're seeking at this time. But I would also urge the press and those out there that this is step one of a process. We are within our rights to look into these irregularities. We were in our rights to observe the votes as they are being tabulated. We will observe those, and we believe that this lawsuit takes us one step closer to closing the gap in the, the vote differential in Pennsylvania. So what he's doing there is he's using his best argument, the one that there is solid precedent for, in order to try to slow this train down and prevent uh, Governor Wolf and uh, his uh, his Democrat Supreme Court in Pennsylvania from uh, from closing off this avenue. We're going to run out to a break, and when we come back, we're going to take a a look at other developments on the election battle. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Let me tell you about a new company with values that you can really get behind. Patriot Energy is a new veteran-owned company doing solar the right way. Take advantage of government incentives and and cut your electric bill by 30 to 40% while buying your own system with no money down support a veteran-owned company, help the environment, and save money. Go to patriotenergyaz.org slash mojo50 for an estimate. 
You have choices when it comes to energy. Let Patriot Energy help you make the right choice for you. Patriot Energy, AZ. Dot org slash mojo five zero. So the steady drumbeat from the mainstream media is there's no evidence. There's no evidence of widespread voter fraud. There's no systemic voter fraud. Of course, they're ignoring entirely this mountain of evidence that has already been assembled just in the, the closing days of the election uh, and trying to lock in this narrative. So Rudy Giuliani, who is appearing less and less on Fox, uh, he has been sort of relegated over there to Fox Business. Uh, he followed the rest of us over to Newsmax and detailed some of this evidence that the media hopes that you uh, you uh, I- either ignore or pretend doesn't exist. Well, the game plan for this week is to first uh, well, to file lawsuits. First one that we'll file is today in the state of Pennsylvania, challenging the entire vote in Pennsylvania on a number of grounds. Let me emphasize the fact that the fake media has for some time said there's no evidence. We've been putting evidence on television every day, including the day after the election. In this lawsuit, we have over 50 witnesses who will say that the vote count, particularly uh, once the uh, election ended that night and President Trump was ahead by 800,000 votes in Pennsylvania, the count thereafter was unlawful. Uh, It was counted behind closed doors. Republicans were not given an opportunity to see any of the mail-in ballots as required by Pennsylvania law. Pennsylvania law requires that for a ballot to be valid, a mail ballot to be valid, it has to be observed by both sides. Uh, We have 55 Republicans ready to testify that they were uniformly corralled and weren't able to see a single ballot. They saw a a lot of activity, but no ballot. Every one of those ballots that was cast that was not examined is now an illegal ballot, an unlawful vote. And it's in the hundreds at this point. That is not just in Philadelphia, however. Precisely the same thing was done in Pittsburgh. The only difference is when a court intervened in Philadelphia, they didn't follow the court order. And our people were threatened with arrest if we tried to look at the ballots. Mm. So they keep saying there's no proof of voter fraud. There's no proof of voter fraud because the observers were denied the opportunity to document that proof. And they were, they were denied that opportunity specific uh, on purpose. The, uh, the, the uh, attorney general of the state of Pennsylvania actually, after a judge reiterated the requirement that uh, they allow Republican observers into these counting rooms, the attorney general of Pennsylvania appealed that order. So you don't have to have much more evidence of ill intent than that. I can't go through all of these uh, separate states, but I do want to bring you a report from Matt Flynn, Matt Finn, who details what happened in uh, what's happening in Michigan. He did this on Tucker show. That Detroit lawsuit contains several sworn affidavits from a few people that were inside the massive absentee ballot counting process in Detroit. They claim fraud. Uh, One of those affidavits comes from a Detroit employee who claims she saw so much illegal activity she had to speak out. A portion of that woman's affidavit reads in part, quote, I was instructed not to look at any of the signatures on the absentee ballots, and I was instructed not to compare the signature on the absentee ballot with the signature on file. 
I was told to alter the information in the QVF, which is software, to falsely show that the absentee ballots had been received in time to be valid. I estimate this was done to thousands of ballots. Another sworn affidavit from a Republican voting challenger who was also a former assistant attorney general in Michigan. He claims that he observed election workers adjust names and numbers on ballots. Michigan Secretary of State tells us these claims are meritless. An elite attorney for Detroit writes, quote, this case is not based upon actual evidence of any election fraud or misconduct. It is based upon various conspiracy theories. This lawsuit is requesting all evidence, including computers and documents to be preserved and for Detroit to stop certifying its vote. Well, in response to that, the Soros-funded attorney general of the state of Michigan, her name is Dana Nessel, is uh, threatening to arrest anybody that uh, releases evidence of this voter fraud that came out of Detroit. She sent a cease and desist order to journalists demanding that they erase their video that they took documenting this voter fraud, or she will criminally prosecute them. This uh, Dana Nessel has a long history of, uh, of using her office for political prosecutions in Michigan. And she's doing it again and try to, in order to try to cement the steel. Despite all of this, uh, continuing evidence that is pouring out of this election, you've got uh, Chuck Schumer taking to the well of the U.S. Senate and saying things like this. Now, I must spend a moment on something that will garner too much attention over the next few weeks. Baseless claims by the president and his supporters that there has been widespread voter fraud and that the election was somehow rigged or stolen from President Trump. That kind of rhetoric is extremely dangerous, extremely poisonous to our democracy. Dangerous, poisonous, shut up, sit down. Don't pay any attention. Don't believe your lying eyes. This brought to you by one of the same lunatics that uh, crippled this presidency from the very beginning with the Russia hoax and the bogus impeachment. No, no evidence of widespread voter fraud. They started out, they were saying, well, there's no evidence of voter fraud. Then there's no evidence of widespread voter fraud. Then there's no evidence of systemic voter fraud. Their next argument will be, well, there's uh, no evidence of voter fraud that's uh, not in plain sight and as clear as the nose on your face. So Lindsey Graham, despite uh, the uh, Wall Street and Hollywood and all of the moneyed establishment uh, donating over $100 million to his opponent, largely based on these bogus polls, is uh, he's now got a new term, and he has, to his credit, come out swinging for Donald Trump. Well, well, no, but but here's the deal. The law is a means to an end. Uh, if it doesn't get you to where you want to go, you just ignore it. It's called the Carter Page Warren application. How many times do we have to see that when it comes to liberals and the Democratic machine, they want an outcome, the law be damned. So this man in Pennsylvania gave an affidavit to the Trump campaign. I've sent it to the FBI, the postal inspector. They're looking at it now. I've got more information. Uh, we're now finding uh, potentially that 25,000 nursing home residents in different nursing homes requested mail-in ballots at the exact same time. 
you can't ballot harvest in Pennsylvania. What are the odds that 25,000 people in different locations of the same age group requested at the same time uh, a ballot? That's what's called granny harvesting, and it's a tried and true tactic of the Democrats. They, uh, they go into these nursing homes and they, uh, they try to put pressure on the, uh, the elderly residents, many of whom are suffering dementia or other uh, maladies, and they harvest their vote. We're having a big exodus, myself included, uh, from Fox News over to Newsmax and One America News. Their coverage, beginning with the revelations of the Hunter Biden laptops, have really exposed Fox News as being uh, right in bed with the, uh, with the corporate establishment. And you can tell that the order has come down from on high over at Fox News that they, uh, they better get in line and not do anything that uh, will diminish this narrative that Joe Biden won. Now, there are a few that go outside. It's, it's the big-name stars like, uh, like Tucker and Hannity and Ingram and Jesse Waters. Uh, they're pretty safe because Fox News relies on them to, for their viewership. But you've got Neil Cavuto and Sarah Smith and even, sadly, uh, Martha McCallum that are towing the corporate line. We've got a little bit more on the uh, the big steel and the efforts to fight it. And then we'll take a look at what's going on over at Fox News. We'll take a look at the vaccine and how the Democrats are rushing to try to uh, take credit for it. Right after these messages on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, what's the word, delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word, delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an American nationalist perspective. Sleep, 
myself when I turn on the morning news. Cause they found pilots from the mountains at 3 a.m. All the way from Georgia to Michigan. They took the caps off of their sharpies and they filled them fuckers in. All those pilots full of pilots, all for Joe Biden. Well, isn't that sweet? He got just what he needs. Just enough folks to get sleepy totally He said, come on, man I hope you'll be a good sport Donald Trump said, fuck that shit I'll see your ass in court Bring those pallets From the pallets Found at 3 a.m. All the way from Georgia To Michigan They called Arizona early And the only way to win Is the pallets for the pallets But it doesn't matter. Cause they found pallets in the valleys at 3 All the way from Arizona to Wisconsin. They want us to bend over so they can fuck us again. Pallets for the pallets, that's the only way they'll win. There's pallets full of pallets, all for nobody. That was Austin Foreman. You can find him on YouTube at Austin Foreman Music. Uh, you should subscribe to that. Uh, we got to develop our own culture because uh, the left has got a lock on Hollywood. So there is a, there's a big exodus from Fox News. Their, uh, their ratings are in free fall and utter collapse. People are still tuning in to uh to tucker carlson if if you want your dose daily dose of hannity i can't listen to him myself uh but you can you can get that on your local uh, radio station you can find it uh, streaming on podcast too you don't need to give fox your eyeballs uh after what they have done they started of course with this uh this little scam they pulled in arizona where their uh democrat head of the election desk uh it was Aaron Mitchkin uh, came out and called Arizona while people were still standing in line in Arizona. There's no telling how many hundreds of thousands of votes that uh, may have cost Donald Trump, but it was designed purposely going according to the playbook to suppress the, uh, the, the vote in the states that were going to be coming out big for Donald Trump. And this was after Fox News had blown off uh, all of this uh, Hunter Biden laptop uh, laptop story. Yes, it was able to get on on the talk shows, but their so-called news division pretended that uh, it was disinformation and possibly Russian disinformation. And uh, they they weren't going to cover it because it couldn't be verified, never mind the fact that people named in those emails were giving press conferences. They fell right in line with CNN and MSNBC and the network news, nightly news coverages and pretended that uh, you, you can't believe this stuff. So the ratings are now uh, in, in a decline in uh, Newsmax. If you go over there, uh, you'll see uh, an indication of their ratings. They're getting higher profile uh, advertisers than they, were, than they are over at Fox News. 
that's pos- uh, partially explainable by the fact that there has been this uh, this campaign by Media Matters to uh, to threaten anybody that advertises on Fox News and and Newsmax and One American News will be subjected to that same intimidation campaign as well. But I think the straw that broke the camel's back was yesterday when uh, Neil Cavuto, who comes on uh, their their last uh, so-called hard newscast, well, no, I guess Martha McCallum uh, comes on at, uh, at 6 o'clock, but uh, Neil Cavuto cut away from a press conference being given by the White House press secretary because he said that that was disinformation and you didn't need to hear it. Illegal votes. Well, well, well. I, I just think we have to be very clear. She's charging. Uh, the other side is welcoming fraud and welcoming illegal voting. Unless she has more details to back that up, I can't in good countenance continue showing you this. I want to make sure that maybe they do have something to back that up. But that's an explosive charge to make. That the other side is effectively rigging and cheating. Uh, if she does bring proof of that, of course, we'll take you back. So far, she has started. So Neil Cavuto. Apparently, this newsman hasn't bothered to read all of these briefs that are being filed all over the country, and he thinks you need to be protected from hearing a news conference from the White House press secretary because he disagrees with what she's saying, and he's not going to give you a chance to evaluate it on your own because you have to be protected, you see, by Neil Cavuto. That was just one of the many outrages that have gone over there, but I think it was the last straw earlier in the day. Um, Sandra Smith, who is also one of their so-called hard news reporters was caught, uh, on an open mic while trace Gallagher was interviewing a few people that were presenting evidence of this fraud and urging everybody to wait before they call this election. Remember, just because CNN says, or even Fox News says that somebody's president, doesn't make them president. So I think everybody what? wants to know that this was done properly mm-hmm. and legally. What is happening? Trace, we called it. And I think we have to look into every one of these concerns. So you've seen this again and again, these telltale signs of what the, uh, the disposable personalities over there at Fox News uh, do uh, when they read these memos of verboten taboo topics that they're not allowed to talk about in the company line. So if you see this stuff going on, it goes without saying that, uh, that Fox news would intentionally ignore massive voter fraud in order to deny president Trump a, a second term on Tucker's show last night, which I watched this morning, um, on another uh, distribution channel that I will not name. Uh, he, uh, by the time his show had come around, he, uh, he was, uh, either assumed the task or was given the task to try to clean up after Neil Cavuto. In a democracy, you cannot ignore honest questions from citizens. You're not allowed. You can't dismiss them out of hand as crazy or immoral for asking. You can't just cut away from coverage. You don't like, you can't simply tell people to accept an outcome because force doesn't work in a democracy. That's dictatorship. In a free society, you have to convince the public of your legitimacy. You have to win them over with reason. Democracy is always a voluntary arrangement. Telling voters to shut up is never enough. Well, I'm not convinced 
that democracy is, in fact, still a voluntary arrangement. We seem to be having this democracy imposed on us by denying us the news we need and uh, enforcing uh, the news that fits the, uh, the narrative of the, uh, the establishment, the gathered establishment that are all aligned on one side of the political spectrum and against an America first president. To its great credit, Newsmax is refusing to call this election. Just a reminder, uh, we've been putting this up all night, how we feel here uh, at Newsmax. We're going to give you our perspective on the other networks that have called this election. Obviously, everybody uh, in the country, it, uh, it seems, thinks that Joe Biden is going to be the next president. But at this time, Newsmax is not calling Joe Biden the winner uh, of the presidency. The election remains very close. President Trump continues to contest the results in several states. There's also going to be recounts in multiple states. We just talked about Arizona, how it's just it's down to 18,000 now. Uh, and the percentage that he seems to be winning at this late stage in the game could put him over the top in Arizona. We believe all legitimate votes should be counted. There are also lawsuits, as we said, and allegations of fraud. We believe here at Newsmax that the media should not make the determination, the determination of the winner under these circumstances. Here at Newsmax, we are showing some constraint on this, uh, and that is our perspective. Who the hell gave the media the, the right to call an election anyway that's still contested and which one candidate has not yet conceded and none of the results have been certified? Oh, they're responsible. They, the, uh, the, 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 you can count on the media. Yeah, you can count on the media, the same people who bring you um, rhetoric like Anderson Cooper over at CNN. In the mid-90s, I think it was like 96, I was in, um, in Kinshasa uh, in the waning days of Mobutu. And Mobutu was a you know, pretty awful dictator. And when he finally fled the country and the rebel, rebels were moving uh, to take the capital, his son drove around in a pickup truck with a machine gun and settling scores with people he felt had not been supported enough with Mobutu. Thankfully, it hasn't come to that here, but I can't believe we're in a situation where... A, you know, a transfer of power is not, we're, we're, I can't believe we are in this situation. Here. So Anderson Cooper compares Donald Trump and his supporters to Mobutu in Zimbabwe, one of the most um, bloodthirsty dictators in the history of the world. Anderson Cooper is, when, when, is going to call the election for you. <laughs> CNN let that on air. Now, you know, anybody that a responsible journalist that engaged in that sort of rhetoric, rhetoric wouldn't, would, uh, rightly be fired because they are destroying the credibility and the reputation of that outlet, except for CNN and MSNBC and the rest of the legacy media no longer have any credibility or reputation to destroy. You know, um, Murdoch owns the Wall Street Journal as well. And the Wall Street Journal's editorial pages have been uh, consistently on um, the side of conservatives and the America First, well, not the America First agenda, but a, a more conservative opinion page from the big three. I woke up this morning and perused their opinion page and no other, no, no other than Chunk Chink Uger the guy over at the Young Turks had a, a lead editorial there arguing that the 
the progressives. That's the uh, the code word that they like to use for uh, Marxists. The progressives should be allowed to lead. The Wall Street Journal gave Chunk Uger on one of the most unhinged networks. Chunk Uger and the Young Turks makes it makes this show look like uh, David Brinkley. They are unhinged. They're constantly cursing and and uh, calling for. Uh, violence in not so subtle ways. And the Wall Street Journal, the broad page, gave him ink in their opinion page. The double standards that are going on here are absolutely breathtaking. You know, in the run-up after uh, Donald Trump had won the election in 2016 and was preparing to take office, they unmasked conversations that his, his uh, national security advisor designee, Michael Flynn, was having conversations with foreign governments, and they immediately uh, set him up for a, a charge of a Logan violation. Well, yesterday, Ben Rhodes, the uh, English major that the Obama Biden administration had given authority over, uh, foreign affairs was on TV and, um, and admitted this staff itself, but also you have to get ready for your policy agenda from day one. So they have these landing teams that go into the different departments and agencies, literally teams of people who would be normally working out of the State Department or HHS, trying to get a handle on what's the state of play here? Uh, what's the latest on the virus that's in the U.S. government that we need to know about as we're making our plans a vaccine. so that we can have as seamless a transition as possible to January 20th? Not time. And this is an effort to kind of slow down those gears. But here's the thing. This is going to happen anyway, Nicole. Uh, the Trump people seem to be talking like they have some agency here. Oh, the Trump team has no nothing they can do about it. We're going to have the pageantry already. of The, the pageantry, he says. We're going to have the pageantry of the presidency. See here. We're going to have the pageantry already of the president-elect announcing his advisory board. He's going to start announcing cabinet secretaries. The center of political gravity in this country and the world is shifting to Joe Biden. Foreign leaders are already having phone calls with Joe Biden talking about the agenda they're going to pursue January. So Joe Biden is already having phone calls with foreign leaders talking about his left wing agenda. I thought we only had one president at a time. I thought that was a violation of the Logan Act. You're trying to throw people in jail for that. And Joe Biden was one of the the key uh, leaders of that effort. We're going to run out to a break. When we come back, uh, we'll take a look at what's going on in the Senate in the big race coming up in Georgia. Stick with us. G'day, mates. Tech Roo here on location in Australia in search of a rare and elusive wild hare. Most think you would find him when the sun don't shine, but we will find him right here in this primitive Aboriginal outback. I would never consider an excursion like this without my Patriot Supply Survivor gear in my pouch. No, not that pouch. I don't have a pouch. In my backpack. Besides the four-week emergency food supply kit that's back at home from preparewithmojo50.com, I've got an emergency blanket, my one-size-fits-all poncho, my snake bite kit, and my Alexa Pure Survival Spring Straw. 
Crikey! There's the wild hair now! Ain't he a beaut? Yeah. What's up, Doc? Find some great deals at preparewithmojo50.com. So if they're able to lock in this narrative and deny Donald Trump a victory, it's going to be absolutely critical that there be some check on the the left-wing impulses of Joe Biden and the Democrat Party. And the only way that we've got left to do that is to hold on to the Senate. But down in Georgia, the imaginary governor, Stacey Abrams, has engineered this, uh, this boat harvesting operation and it's yet to be seen whether or not she's going to be able to to uh to translate that over into an electoral victory in, in these two senate races uh david Perdue and kelly loffler that will take place in, on january 5th chuck schumer was out in the streets in a celebration with no mask pushed cheek to jowl right there in new york city the home of the lockdown, the, the epicenter of the lockdowns. And he said this, that um, both Loeffler and Purdue ought to put on uh, their campaign ads. Now we take Georgia, and then we change the world. Yeah! That's right. I'm sorry, can you repeat that, Mr. Schumer? Now we take Georgia, and then we change America. So now we take Georgia, and we change America and we take the world. <laughs> There's sort of, uh, some, uh, some rhetoric that uh, may have come from William Sherman. I don't think Georgians are going to take too kindly to, uh, a New York Democrat talking about, we're going to take Georgia and then we're going to take America. Stacey Abrams herself was over there on CNN appearing with Jake the Snake talking about uh, what they need to do to make sure that they uh, they are able to engineer another election in, on January 5th in Georgia. Against this anachronistic notion that we can't win in Georgia. In years past when we've had runoff elections, whether it was the 92 election or the 2008 election, in both of those elections, we elected Democratic presidents. We elected Democratic presidents who had strong support in the U.S. Senate. This is the first time that we will have three things happen. One, we've got John Ossoff and Raphael Warnock at the top of these tickets. John Ossoff is a Democrat socialist. Warnock is a big um, defund the police advocate. And in normal times, they wouldn't stand a snowball's chance in hell of getting elected to the U.S. Senate from Georgia. That was then, and this is now, they have perfected their, their COVID ballot harvesting schemes. Working together to make certain that voters come back. Number two, we will have the investment and the resources that have never followed our runoffs in Georgia for Democrats. And number three, this is going to be the determining factor of whether we have access to health care and access to justice in the United States. Those are two issues that will make certain that people turn out. Yeah, they're going to be running on Medicare for all, which will inevitably result in Medicare for nobody. And, uh, and Stacey Abrams is already on tape saying that illegal aliens are a part of her coalition. And so they, uh, they will also, uh, be eligible to get in on the, uh, the taxpayer funded gravy train. 
David Perdue, who is not always my favorite uh, guy, I've had conversations with him. He told me that it's absolutely necessary that we maintain these high levels of um, H-1B visas because Americans don't have the technical expertise anymore. We got in a pretty heated argument one night at a a barbecue over that. uh, But here he is uh, during one of the debates with John Ossoff pointing out what John Ossoff would in fact represent in the United States Senate. Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you to WTOC and Mike for moderating this tonight. Folks, this race is bigger than me. It's bigger than John Ossoff. It's about the future direction of our country. And make no mistake that the radical, extremist, socialist part of the Democratic Party is in charge. And John Ossoff, no matter what he says about individual, will be an absolute rubber stamp for Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi as they perpetrate this outrageous and dangerous agenda on our country. Don't let him fool you. How many Democrats voted for Amy Coney Barrett on Monday night this week? Zero. Why? Because Chuck Schumer got him in line, and that's exactly what he would do with John Ossoff. Yep. There is no doubt about it. John Ossoff would uh, be a a mind-numb robot foot soldier for Chuck Schumer, who says that that we got to take Georgia. So this week, what President uh, Trump had been telling us all along has come to happen. He said that they would probably keep a lid on the vaccine until after the election and that it would be announced. Pfizer has indeed announced that their first trials of a vaccine have been successful, over 90% successful. But they made sure that the news came out after the election. Got Andrew Cuomo over there on CNN saying, this is great news, except for they need to wait a couple of months until Joe Biden gets there and distribute it. Anthony Fauci, who prior to um, this announcement was saying that we're, we're 14 months, maybe a year and a half away from a, a vaccine, is now over on CNN saying, oh, yeah, well, okay, we've got a vaccine, but uh, it's going to have to, you know, it's going to be very difficult to to uh, distribute, despite the fact that the president has been, and, and uh, the vice president have been working on this uh, distribution for ever since the uh, task force has been meeting. So there's every reason to believe that Trump will be right about that again, and Fauci will be wrong. I got to play you this clip uh, while we still have time of Jesse Waters uh, commenting on how Joe Biden and the Democrats are trying to throw cold water on the development of this vaccine. The stark difference between the reaction. Donald (laughs) Trump tweets all caps, big news, mark it up, big exclamation. And then Joe Biden releases a 500-word press release that's wonky as heck and lowers expectations. You can almost feel the insiderness 
returning to Washington, D.C., yeah. where, where, like, <laughs> the Democrats and the media and big pharma and big tech are all in perfect alignment. <laughs> and, and, like, you, very important people are being appointed to very important task forces <laughs> while the forgotten men and women of this country are yet again forgotten. I don't know. It feels like the, the natural orbit of the power in this country is returning, and you can kind of smell the deals that Hunter Biden is beginning to cook up <laughs> in the darkness. I don't know. Joe Biden has to be the luckiest politician ever. He has the first black president tap him as VP, then a hundred-year pandemic, kick out the incumbent. He doesn't even have to campaign. Then the media is giving him credit for the economy and the vaccine. I mean, he did nothing. He literally slept his way to the top. <laughs> He slept his way to the top in his basement. And this is the kind of stuff you can get away with when you've got 95% of the media all singing off the same hymnal. It is ridiculous. And uh, we're all being subjected to it. We don't, we, we don't have an America first policy. Joe Biden is going to come in there and issue a bunch of executive orders canceling the, um, the, Attempts to rebalance our trade relationships, opening the borders, putting in a, a magnet to pull as many illegal aliens into this country as possible with this uh, taxpayer-funded health care. He's going to get us back into the Paris Climate Accord so American taxpayers can be on the hook for hundreds of billions of dollars to third-world countries run by dictators who promise not to cut down their trees. He's going to be transferring money to China to try to get them from uh, belching out all of the actual pollution. I'm not talking about uh, carbon dioxide, but actual pollution. And they'll say, okay, uh, we'll take your money. And uh, some time off into the future, maybe 15 or 20 years from now, we'll try to rein it in. Thank you very much, American taxpayer. And you've got these people up there calling for unity. Let's put the divisions behind us. The same people that just last week were calling you a Nazi and the president Hitler trafficking this very fine people hoax that spent three years engaged in lies and coordinated campaigns in order to cripple this president while he pursued an America first agenda. They want to be friends now. Oh, but not on your terms. They don't want to offer you an apology or even have any modicum of self-reflection on their actions. They want you to accept them on their terms. Have you ever heard Joe Biden uh, offer the slightest bit of an apology for um, an ad that compared Trump to Hitler and his supporters to Nazis? No, and you, you will not. So we got to ask ourselves, what happens if, in fact, they have to re-vote in Pennsylvania because of the way the Democrats had engineered the big steal there? What happens if Donald Trump is able to take three states and this ends up at a 269 to 269 tie in the Electoral College? You think those same people calling for unity and getting along now are going to be interested in any sort of unity or getting along? No, because the only time they want unity is if they win and you lose. 
And if Donald Trump is successful in this lawsuit in Pennsylvania and Michigan and Arizona, Nevada and Georgia, and they'll go right back to burning the American flag and stomping on it in the streets and breaking windows, shooting police officers. Ah, well, that's it for another edition of Right Now with Jim Dawes. I want to thank you for joining us. I hope you'll come back here tomorrow, and I hope you'll share it with your friends because they're trying to crush this show right here on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. We'll talk to you then. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word, delightful, because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Between prepping ingredients, setting the table, and planning your tomorrow, sometimes you need an extra hand with dinner. Delta Faucet is here to help. Just ask your connected home device to fill your pasta pot with Delta Faucet Voice IQ technology and fill it with the perfect amount of water. Done. Visit deltafaucet.com slash voice IQ to see how Voice IQ can fill your dog's bowl, wash your hands, and more.